0: Hello, my name is Taylor Clement, head of school at Kirk Day School.
1: And I'm Maria Massey, the assistant head of school at Kirk Day School.
0: And t- on today's podcast, we are going to still be focusing on nurture, educating, and equipping, but we're going to focus a little bit on Christmas, and it's our time of year to do Christmas. This actually marks the two-year anniversary of our podcast, by the yes, way. Yes,
1: two years.
0: And uh, we, we appreciate all of you that have that have listened. but. Today we'll talk about Christmas. We'll have some guests coming up on the podcast uh, that we'll talk about towards the end, but let's just start. Uh, we just got finished with Thanksgiving. We had the longest Thanksgiving break in the school's history, um, mainly due to COVID.
1: Yes. but There are some silver linings.
0: There are some silver linings. I think the kids, the kids really did well with that. I know our family was, was grateful for it, to be honest. I know some of you are like, yeah, but you're the decision maker. Not <laughs> solely the decision maker, but... Uh but yeah it was it was it was a fun time and it's it's great to have Christmas and be in an elementary school with Christmas. But how was your Thanksgiving?
1: Uh pretty boring. Which isn't bad. Well, two uh two little you know, kids,
0: that's great.
1: Yeah, we uh my my uh my side of the family I had my dad who was sick with COVID, my sister was sick with COVID, um and so that kinda took out that whole part of the family. Um so my mom's in town so she did come over and then ended up um seeing my grandma from a distance for a few minutes um over the weekend too which was nice because she didn't she didn't come just because of covid and all that stuff so so yeah very different thanksgiving is normally a huge deal in in my house but um it wasn't this year because they're just you know we kind of played it safe and it was nice to be relaxed and yep. yeah how about yours
0: it was different we hosted this year which has never happened nor do i ever expect to happen again <laughs> uh, for some time and that wasn't because it was bad it was actually really great uh we usually drive about 10 hours for thanksgiving Man, i bet it you is,
1: don't miss that drive
0: no we did not uh it's a haul but we go to western carolina go up into the mountains um i usually fish thanksgiving day uh, and we spent some time just in a cabin with family and it's really sweet uh this year um only one of the kind of groups of families came up to us my mom came and I still went up and got and, and went fishing i went to westover farm in stillville which is nice. amazing Good. Uh, i mean
1: did you catch anything
0: i didn't um but i took my son which is part of the reason why I didn't. <laughs> uh, otherwise, I think I would have. Uh, but that being said, uh, Anderson did catch a few fish um, with my rod, and he broke my rod. And so, um, it, it's a fly rod, so I'll just get another one uh, at some point. Uh, good thing it's Christmas, yeah, and right. uh, and so yeah, it's it, it was fun. It was different, but honestly, it was one of those it was one of those parenting moments where I just had to sit back and realize this is this is going to be something that, that's really sweet and. Uh, my daughter had her her girl cousins with her, and they, you know, did Barbies um, all day, every day, and so, <laughs> it, was, so it, was, it was it was sweet. Yeah. Well, we're talking about holidays, and and holidays are so difficult to wade through because we kind of get in a Clark Griswold mode. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm already going to the Christmas movies. We get in this Clark Griswold mode where, if you know the movie, there he and, he and his his wife um, are laying in bed and. She says, you know, I just hope you don't you know, make this into something bigger than it really is. And he says, when have I ever done that? And she starts listing things off. He's like, good night, honey. And he goes to sleep, and she's still listing things off, right? But it, one of the things that we do is we, we are kind of taught to make Christmas magical, to make mm-hmm. Christmas special. And you, you watch car commercials, and it's like, well, honey, I got you this brand new car. Yeah. Or we, we see all these different things, and we're, we're kind of expected to make it magical and to make Christmas something that's really amazing, or we really struggle with Christmas because we have we have loved ones that we miss, or maybe Christmas wasn't a happy time growing mm-hmm. up. Maybe it was more of one of those times where family had to kind of reconcile with a lot of sin uh, within the family, or even even the marital unit wasn't as as strong as it needed to be, or these were times of of sorrow. And then a third to throw in is sometimes we we want to um, focus on the spirituality of Christmas and. We're not feeling it, and we don't feel like we can get there. So Christmas is, is, is an interesting time yeah. for us. But, you know, as we start, 2020 makes it different. And I know that's, like, <laughs> such an obvious statement. I, I know you're laughing at me on that. But 2020 makes it different.
1: Yeah. And some, like, I we've never decorated this much for Christmas. I mean, we, we're not Clark Griswold. But, I mean, almost every room we have. A little touch of Christmas and that's I've I've never done that before Um, but we just were like let's do it like let's bring some cheer um, and some coziness and so yeah there's that aspect but then I think there's the other aspect where you know trying to figure out when we're gonna see family if we're gonna see family it's like really hard to set firm plans because I mean all of our plans got kind of tossed up in the air um, because of COVID, and so it is very different. And then there's also this like weird anticipation of like, okay, we get through Christmas. That means we're almost to New Year's, which means 2020 is almost over. Right. And, and I don't think anybody is disappointed to see 2020 go away.
0: No, and I I honestly think too. And, and don't don't call me a prophet. Just call me somebody that pays attention. We're going to see so many people party hard on New Year's oh, that we're yeah. going to see COVID rates <laughs> yeah, go probably. way up. And we're going to be like, yeah, no,
1: we're still here. Yeah, because that vaccine isn't going to be widely distributed by uh, December 31st. No, no, it will not. So, yeah. 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 I think there is like legitimate reason to hope um, in a way that we've probably never experienced before. Um, you know, with with New Year's coming, but yeah, Christmas is, is it's going to be different, I think, this year. I think everybody's saying that, and I think there's kind of this mix of, like, maybe we should all just embrace a less chaotic holiday. You know, like, maybe that'd be good for us this year.
0: You know, and I think there's something, there's something to it, because this year, more than ever, we were able to do that, right? Yeah, it's um, like,
1: okay. It's socially acceptable.
0: It really to is. To not have
1: parties. In fact, you'd probably be judged, if, you, had if you have a party, that's exactly right.
0: You know, there, there's so many things that that, that immediately come to mind. Um, my my wife and I went to the Apple Store a few weeks ago at the mall, and we were masked up. We were socially distant. we was say, open. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. It was open, but there was no one at the mall, which was really really shocking. And I get it. Malls are you know now kind of a, an 80s 90s mm-hmm. thing. They're they're gonna they're gonna go away, but. It was, it was interesting to, to see that. Um, on the other hand, we've, we've done you know the curbside pickups and we've seen things bustling as well. And so it's, it's really interesting to see how, how we, we've changed. But Christmas is, is definitely making everybody kind of at least examine how we're doing things. Mm-hmm. It changes the social dynamic. We're not having a faculty Christmas party this year. Uh, our board is not having a board Christmas dinner that we typically do. Uh, there are just so many changes that, that we're in the midst of and and I think um this is finally the year that we that we are being forced to slow down and think about Christmas and the advent season yeah. and not just saying I just wish we could stop and, and have more family time at Christmas right
1: yeah yeah but, I mean you're gonna have oh I mean there's and in St. Louis within the county literally like Nowhere to go.
0: Yeah, it actually might be the opposite. It might be more like I wish I would have had a busy yeah, (laughs) exactly
1: right. I'm like (laughs) yeah, gosh. I mean, yeah, we uh, we were sitting there, you know, back in October, thinking, okay, winter's coming. Like, what are we gonna do with Mm -hmm. two little toddlers inside all winter? And um, yeah, some of it may be a little bit too much immediate family time, um, where you need some space. But it is a way different look to the christmas season than what we've had for sure definitely
0: well one of the things that we're going to talk about today um, in this as we look at christmas and you know you mentioned maria about plans and our teachers are planners our teachers do annual plans they do their lesson plans they do things um, you know they really want to make sure that they get through the material that's necessary Um, and while we we don't teach to a test and we don't um, have Stringent rigors in regards to curriculum mapping uh, that a teacher has to get through. You know, you also want to make sure that you're at a at a comfortable pace to make sure things are covered. But we plan, right? And and as a school, we have to plan. I'm, we're already working on next school year's calendar and trying to figure that out. Please don't email me yet about vacations. We're not quite there. But that being said, it's it's one of those things that that we now have all these plans that have been erased.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And part of what's so difficult with COVID is, is it feels like now we have this freedom and COVID's going to take that freedom back away without our choice in the midst of a Christmas season. And that's the one time where, where we're supposed to feel happy.
1: Yeah. You know, it is really interesting that there is this kind of, I mean, if I'm totally honest, there is a relief that comes with knowing that, Christmas parties will not be a thing this year. Um, I'm not a huge, like, social gathering, that type of, like, that's a, just not my jam. And so part of me is... Really?
0: Because like, your yes. Facebook page doesn't... Sit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: Um, but, yeah, it, that there's this relief of, like, okay, COVID, like, has kind of put a stop to all this, but then there's also this, like, gosh, COVID's put a stop to all this. Um, and it feels very hard to trust that what's going to happen in two weeks may still happen. Um, which is something that I was talking about with my family last night. We just don't know sitting here now even what Christmas will look like. And so there is kind of, and I think, you know, the difference between some of what COVID has brought about and maybe other things is like things have just been canceled. Like they haven't been postponed or delayed. Right. I mean, there's been some of that, but other things we've just gone without. Like we went without 162-game baseball season. Like, we just didn't get those games back, right? Like, that's a right. silly example. But that's very much what COVID has meant, is that there has been a loss of things. It has gone away in a way that we aren't able to make it back up.
0: Well, and we've become the most controlling society ever. Mm-hmm. And we, we've, we've known the dangers of this. And yet something, conspiracy theories aside, something so natural has evolved into taking so many other things away from us. And, and we're seeing a lot of suffering because of that, uh, but we're also seeing seeing maybe the, the silver lining through it. And, and that's honestly what we want to talk about today. And let me, let me read uh, some scripture for you. This comes from, from the book of Mark, but Jesus sat down uh, opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Now, the reason why I read that uh, on this podcast, and actually I read this to our faculty the other day, was because I'm sure many of us as we get to the end of 2020 are feeling like we are giving out of our need and not our abundance, right? There's not a lot of folks that are like, 2020 has been awesome. Maybe Patrick Mahomes because he <laughs> won a Super Bowl and got engaged in 2020. That's great Andy's for him. And he's having
1: a baby, I think. Right, hey,
0: Andy signed a huge contract. Andy, so. He's had a
1: good year.
0: Yeah, he's had a good year. All right, so Pat Mahomes, there's one yeah. guy. But outside of Patrick Mahomes... <laughs> You've got to you've got to look at this and and you go yeah a lot of us have given out of our need, 2020 has been harder than any other year, and how do we come to Christmas willing to say, Lord, I have given out of my need, and I know your word says that you will you will give me wings like eagles right even youth grow tired and weary, but here we are, the end of 2020 at the end of a semester. At the end of of the most harrowing experience, I think a lot of us will will look back on and realize we're not motivated to to overcome this crisis necessarily for the right reasons. We're kind of motivated for the wrong reasons, and yet amidst all this, we're tired, we're weary, and yet it's still Christmas, and we're supposed to have feelings about Christmas Mm -hmm. and do that one more thing.
1: Yeah. I mean from the
0: So is it right? Is it From hopeful? the
1: secular side of things that's what Christmas is about. But if we look at the actual meaning of Christmas, it's the fact that our God chose to come down to fill our greatest need that we had. Right. Um to to give us, you know, the promise um to fulfill the promise that He made, And so it is an interesting position to be in where it does. I mean, I feel depleted. I feel like, man, how are we going to make it another two two weeks? Um, It feels like there's nothing left to give. And I would say that is true across the board um, for people. And so it is an interesting thing then when we think about what Christmas is really about. It's God meeting, um, you know, the deepest, most important need that we've ever had.
0: And one of the things that I think is, is interesting, and and I, and I say this, because there's so many negative things that we continue to see emerge, and we know mental health is, is, is one of those. There's just things that we've seen, especially adolescent and young adults suffer from, because there there is a need for social connection. There is a need for being around other people. Um, and yet, we're still struggling, mm-hmm. right? We're still mm-hmm. struggling deeply in this world and some of us are struggling financially wondering how how do we make this christmas some parents are struggling because they just want to give the kids the gifts they need but guess what everything's back ordered because yeah. of COVID. yeah um and and you know it's just a different it's a different year yeah. and it's hard let me let me read this example Um. in the 1986 film the mission and this stars jeremy irons robert nero and liam neeson has a scene uh, that many of you probably have seen. If you haven't, you can YouTube it, but it's really the epitome of forgiveness. A soldier named Rodrigo, who's played by Robert De Niro, was uh, someone who used to enslave the indigenous peoples of South America. And after he actually got in a fight and, and killed another man, he finds himself joining the Jesuit order and paying penance for his sins. There is a priest who takes him under his wing, played by Jeremy Irons, and the priest's name is Gabriel, and he is going to this impossible location to set up a mission so that he can minister to the native peoples, and these are the same people that uh, Robert De Niro's character, once enslaved, who's now paying penance for all of his former sins. So they have to go on this hike. The hike's really hard, it's long, it's steep, and while uh, Rodrigo has this physicality to make the hike, He knows that he's paying penance for his sins, so what he does is he takes his armor, or his former life, and bundles it in a large net and ties it around his shoulders. So he's he's essentially making the hike very hard on himself. This is not boy scout hiking. This is really, there is no trail. They are blazing their own trails. So as they hike, he carries his former life as a weight tethered to him, and at one point he begins slipping, climbing this mud-caked mountain, and a priest runs over and chops off the rope that's holding the armor, and then the armor thus tumbles to the ground. Rodrigo, though, is not satisfied, charges down the mountain, reties the bundle, and begins the hike again. The bundle is choking him, and it burdens him. The bundle holds back the progress of the entire missionary party. And once they've reached the apex of this journey, they meet these same indigenous peoples that Rodrigo once enslaved. And a warrior runs up to Rodrigo and holds a knife right to his throat. And proceeds to cut off the armor and the rope that's around his neck and it falls down a great cliff where it can never be returned. Now I give this description one because obviously I can't show that on a podcast uh, nor would just the audio of that be able to, to be translated but if you have an opportunity to see the movie the, the movie's excellent but in regards to just this scene it's, it's really a haunting scene because it reminds us of two things. Number 1, we often carry our sin unnecessarily mm-hmm. because we know that the, the grace of Christ covers that. But then the second thing is we often will go back and find our sin after it's been removed from us and pick it back up.
1: Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it it it's not rational.
1: Yeah. It's right? The eternal struggle of shame.
0: Yeah. And the reason why I bring this up and, and what, I, what I've challenged our faculty this season, this Christmas season, this month, is what part of our center are we carrying right now that we do not have to? So going back to our conversation, going back to, to COVID-2020, everything else, this has been a hard year. But we have finally have the time to stop and ponder and think what is the sin I'm carrying? What's the sin that's been even cut off for me that I've asked forgiveness for, that Christ has forgiven, that I'm running down, I'm chasing, I'm risking my life to carry this sin, I'm risking my family to carry this sin. And things immediately start to to, to pile up and when you think of December you think of you know the stress of all the things that you have to do, you can think of, of having hard family conversations with distant relatives, you can think about having hard conversations with your immediate family, you can think of maybe not being able to give that gift that you want to give, but it's really hard to sit and be still these days. Mm -hmm. And right now we're being forced to do so. Mm -hmm. For sure. And so my challenge to the faculty, and I share this and my challenge to those of you listening, and please understand this is absolutely my own personal uh, struggle as well, is what sin has been, if I've been released from, that I'm going back and, and wanting that burden, I'm wanting that debt, that it feels comfortable with that
1: yeah it's almost like a you know an unfamiliar friend that we tend to carry and the weight that we carry and um can bog us down from really being and living the the life that God desires for us to live um and sometimes it is more comforting to pick up our sin than it is to let it go. We've gotten so used to it.
0: I'll explain that.
1: Just become it, you know the the um, the whole picture of the gospel. Right is to admit that we are utterly um, unable to solve our own problems. Um, we are we are unable to um, provide for ourselves. What the biggest need that we have you know like we can't do that on our own and that's really hard especially as Americans tend to rely on our self-sufficiency you know it's, it's hard for us to accept that um, and so sometimes it can be easier to think you know what I'll just do this on my own I figured out how to survive okay if I let this sin go I have to admit that there's weakness in me that there's failure in me that there's sin in me um, and sometimes that's just more difficult to do. There's a humbleness, you know, that that happens when we um, let our sin go.
0: I'm going to read a, an, another story, um, real quick, and, and this comes from uh, that. This is an excerpt from Malcolm Gladwell's book, David and Goliath, and uh, but but the story itself is is widely told, and, and you may have heard this uh, previously, but. Uh, essentially, in World War I, you have this phrase uh, home by Christmas that, that was being um, thrown around quite a bit, but by December 24th, regiments from Great Britain, France, Germany, Austria, Hungary, they all found themselves snowy trenches, not at home, not close to being finished with a fight, and we, we knew the war would, or now know, that the war would go on for four more years.
1: Gosh, I feel like I can relate to them. In some way, now right, in a different way, you know,
0: a little bit different, yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very similar.
1: COVID will be gone by April. That's It'll be right, gone by June.
0: Yeah. However, all these men, uh, they they were quiet, and and some, you know, would went, went hum Christmas tunes, and some would kind of pluck instruments that, that they had made. But what began to happen, or happen, excuse me, is that uh, you know, drink began to be passed out, and the the humming began singing, and singing. Uh, similar tunes in different languages. The French would sing, sing a song, and the Germans would sing a song, and the English would sing a song, but because it was this quiet night, they could hear one another. And finally, in a rare and skillful mood of humanity, not diplomacy, a German sh- soldier began to shout to a British officer that he could see and not shoot, come over here. So a British soldier would shout back, and, and they kind of went back and forth. And finally, the British soldier said, let's meet in the middle. And slowly and surely, the soldiers crawled out of the muddy, damp, dank trenches. And they met one another to wish each other a happy Christmas. And as they began sharing a drink, smokes, stories, songs, the fraternizing went on. And this this pot of two became a pot of four, which became a pot of eight, which became a pot of 16, and and on... And they went on through the night. And uh, they even, even got a soccer game organized and played, played a soccer game together. And it's really amazing what happened because historians now look that you know nostalgia, somberness, and hope triumphed over their war duty in that moment. And even though the war w- would resume, uh, many are calling this, the, call this rather, the miracle of World War I or the Christmas truce and what the reason why I share that alongside of that other story is is here we are we Christ came to rescue us mm-hmm. in the middle of all of the world right he comes to rescue us he is on a rescue mission as Sally Lloyd Jones so so wonderfully says and yet his rescue mission is is to relieve us from sin to bring us into his fold when we have nothing that can bring us into his fold and yet mm-hmm we have a time this year where there is a Christmas truce. There is a Christmas truce where we can always now know that in 2020, we're not pressured to go to a Christmas party. We're not necessarily pressured to host the the meal that we've always hosted. But there is this truce where we can also rely on the Lord and, and go to Him and show Him the sin that we've been carrying, show Him the sin that we've I'll ask for forgiveness for but go after and rescue mm-hmm. in a different way and to have that time and peace for Christ to absorb us and come over us and allow us to, to to really sit and know that he came in the most vulnerable state to rescue us.
1: And you know the word for the year there are probably many but uncertainty has definitely been one way to describe 2020 and uh, you know the thing with Christ coming is that it it was certain. Um, his promises were certain. Uh, and you know, the, the way that, um, we know that that is true is because he did come like he has fulfilled those, those promises so we can have confidence that there will be certainty in fulfilling any other promise that he has made us. Um, so, and that, is, you know very uh, unlike the world that we're living in now
0: it, it really is and so I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna end the end the podcast with this uh, for, for now you know every year we, we do enjoy the stress the worry the bustle around for parties the gifts and more and now we, we have the challenge to slow down focus on the true reason for the season as we say every year and we actually have the opportunity and in a free emotional pass to, to do that um and we have the challenge before us of what are we carrying and will we allow a miracle to actually happen uh this year it may not look like that old testament miracle of the the israelites Mm -hmm. walking through dry land through the red sea but it might look a little bit different and when you go to the old hymn a little town of bethlehem it says this "O little town of bethlehem how still we see thee lie above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by and this is what i love Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. So, um, Kirk family, as we as we go into this Advent season, may it be so. May it resonate deeply with us. May we ask these questions. May we ask them well. And uh, we'll be back next week with another podcast. We'll be interviewing a former KDS parent, who uh, is Steve Hughes, who does a lot of corporate uh, engagements, and uh, he'll share more about himself and what his kids are up to these days and his experiences with Kirk Day School. But uh, for now, we, we thank you guys for listening. We, we hope to hear from you soon. Merry Christmas.